0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Esther. The book of Esther teaches us that when situations seem dire, when circumstances seem dreadful, that God is still in control. That God orchestrates events behind the scenes, scenes, and He continues to help us as He helped Esther and Mordecai, and even gave King Xerxes wisdom. He was still orchestrating every event in that story, from the point where she was chosen to a royal position, to the point where uh, Mordecai wrote the edict to cancel out the death edict of. Uh, Haman. God was in control. He is always. When things seem hopeless, God is still there. But let's listen to Esther. We're still in Esther chapter 9, looking at verses 29 through 32 in the God's Word translation. It reads, Abihel's daughter, Queen Esther, and Mordecai, the Jew, wrote with full authority in order to establish with this second letter the well-known celebration of Purim. Mordecai sent official documents granting peace and security to all the Jews in the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Xerxes. He did this in order to establish these days of Purim at the appointed time. Mordecai, the Jew, And Queen Esther established them for themselves, as they had established for themselves and their descendants the practices of fasting with sadness. Esther's command had established these practices of Purim, and they are written in a book. That again was Esther chapter 9, verses 29 through 32 in the God's Word translation, which gives it a title, The Festival of Purim, instituted by Esther and Mordecai. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Esther chapter 9, verses 29 through 32 in the God's Word translation. As I said on yesterday, Purim is one of the most popular Jewish feasts with its games and costumes and noises. And the book of Esther closes with Mordecai and Esther further confirming the holiday via a second letter. And it is also confirmed confirmed by means of Esther's office. So that makes it even more authentic. The precise content of the letter that Mordecai wrote about Purim could um, be meant to confirm for all Jewish people that the first letter was indeed authentic. And since Purim is the only Jewish holiday up to this point in Israel's history not dictated by the Torah, The Jewish people may have needed further instructions, further confirmation of its necessity. Esther and Mordecai's letter is specifically about peace, and that's in contrast to Haman's letter about battle, about uh, brutalization about uh, annihilation, their their letter is specifically about peace and truth. They wanted to make sure as they com- commemorate the um, holiday that they remember about their own prayers and the answer that God gave and that he allowed uh, Mordecai to receive that seat, second to the king. And in his position, Mordecai was able to write A new edict edict to um, to cancel out the edict of Haman so they as they commemorate the high uh, the holiday they have to you know that's part of their truth and also it's a matter of their fastings remember uh, Esther called for a three-day fast and of course when your life is in danger You think about how dreary that is. So they're crying and how God heard their cries. And uh, uh, Matthew Henry says, the more we, the more cries we offer up in our trouble and the more prayers of deliverance, the more we are obliged to be thankful to God for deliverance. And we just have to stop and think about the times when it seemed hopeless. Like we don't know how again how we made it over, and then we think look at the, the deliverance and say God is nobody but you, nobody but you God, and that's one of the old songs of uh, in the African American church. Nobody but you God, nobody but you, and that's what we think about as we look at things that God has brought us through. And I remember an illustration for, uh, by our Sunday school superintendent. Uh, back in the day, and she used like a weaving pattern to show going through something. So the pattern is still there, but you're weaving your way through. And that's how God is. He's taking us through those hard places, those solid places, those places where nothing can pass through but water a wind and God is making us making that way straight for us. That path clear for us. So when we call upon him in a time of trouble, we know that God will hear us. Back to the notes. The Martin Jews observed the 13th day, the day appointed for their destruction as a fasting day, and that's part of the, uh, what is talked about in verse 31 where he says peace and truth. So that fasting was part of their truth. They also, at the feast, read the whole story of Esther in the synagogue each day, which takes about an hour, and then they put up three prayers to God. In the first, they praise God for counting them worthy to attend His divine service, in the second, they thank him for the miraculous preservation of their ancestors. And in the third, they praise him that they have lived to observe another festival in, uh, in memory of it, of it. And even as we think about the three things that, you know, it's pointed out as the points of their prayers, that could be the points of our prayers. Praise God for counting us worthy to attend His divine service. Thank Him for miraculous preservation, and the, especially of our ancestors and of us. And third, praise Him that we have lived to observe another festival in memory of things that God has brought us through. Let's pray. <music> Father, we thank you as we come close to the end of the book of Esther. We thank you because we feel your presence in every scene. And we understand that you are the author of this entire story, just as you're an author of our lives. We thank you, God, for your hand, even when hidden is behind the scenes, controlling obstacles, uh, pitfalls things that would bring us down, things that would make people say, you know, count us out. You are in control. And, Father, we thank you for that. Father, again, we pray for those who need you in a special way. Our hearts are still with the people in fighting the battle between the Ukrainians and the Russians. God, we're praying for for, uh, both sides because I'm sure there are Russians who don't want to do this. I'm sure there are Ukrainians who are praying and asking for you to deliver them. So God, we're praying that you open up the peace talks in that situation. And then God, we have to think about Afghanistan and all of the uh, the pitfalls and the things that they're going through. And again, Father, all we can we all we can do is pray, and praying is a lot. So, God, we pray for them. We pray that if they have not accepted your Son as their Savior, we pray that they open their hearts and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He doesn't ask for us to do anything but to trust Him. And that's what we do, Father, because we can't save ourselves. We have a Savior and his blood washes us and makes us clean. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your angels who protect us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.